Hello and welcome to My Biggest Lesson, the show that brings you the key learnings from the most influential founders, executives, and investors in the Colorado tech community. My name is Adam Burrows. And I'm Chris Erickson. Together, we are the co-founders of Range Ventures. An early stage venture firm based in Denver. You can find out more about what we're up to at range.vc. Our guest this week is Josh Mayer. Josh is the head of professional services at EasyPost, a leading provider of modern supply chain solutions. He joined the company in July of 2022 when his successful consulting firm, Summit Advisory, was acquired. Josh, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Chris. Great to be here. Excited to have you here. So before we jump into the biggest lesson and talk a bit more about Colorado Tech, I'd love for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. Tell them a bit of what you're up to now and what you did in your career prior to that. Yeah, for sure. So uh, currently, I'm professionally, I'm the head of professional services at, at EasyPost. So EasyPost is a leading software provider of supply chain solutions. We do a lot with parcel shipping and, and other, other modes of uh, logistics. And um, so I joined EasyPost through acquisition in July of 2022 when I sold uh, both Summit Advisory Team, which is the our, uh, supply chain consulting firm, and then Elevate, which was a SaaS kind of supply chain mm-hmm. analytics product that we had started through, through the consulting journey. So we've been at EasyPost just over 18 months. And bef- before that, ran Summit and Elevate for about, let's see, Summit for about six years and an elevate for two years. And I think the other, the other important thing I talk a lot about is before that I was you know, on the customer side running operations. So I started my career at Cole's department stores running logistics operations, you know, on a team of engineers, analysts, you know, project managers, and really started, you know, by running the business. And that's something that's really carried me, uh, you know, th- throughout my, my career since then. And, you know, I think historically, you know, logistics in that space, I don't think people would think is the most exciting or or fastest paced space. But, you know, over the last five, 10 years, there's been a lot of innovation, a lot of cool investment. What have been some of the more interesting things you've seen or been a part of with that? Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, really with with COVID and quarantine and kind of forcing, you know, forcing the hand per se, there's been a lot of new startups in the logistics space. Um, I'd tell you two in the actually Colorado tech scene that I really like. One is Outrider. So they're, they provide, you know, kind of autonomous yard management, also very green being electric vehicles. So I think that's really cool because for anyone who's, who's, you know, run a warehouse or been in a warehouse, it can be, the yard can be a complete disaster sometimes. And then the other one, actually the other one I need is a portfolio company for you guys, but the two boxes in the returns logistics space. Got to, got to meet some of them and just kind of the way they're approaching like holistic and end returns is, is pretty neat. Yeah, no, we're excited about, you know, both those companies. We, we know some of the Outrider guys and then, you know, Kyle from Two Boxes. You know, it's interesting too how you, you have prior experiences. In my prior life, I did some work with some logistics or with warehouses actually selling aftermarket parts to class eight semis. So sort of full circle, that's <laughs> right. The parts for the trucks that then moved all of it but had never been in sort of those big 40-foot ceiling cross-stock warehouses before. And there's a lot of technology to do what feels like a very simple thing now. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's it's sorely needed. I mean, you know, even even for me when um, we started Elevate, which is the you know the, the SaaS analytics product, it was like a new day with just the, the modern using modern technology. And I think you know pre COVID, I think supply chain teams were viewed as kind of back office, you know, warehouse guys, and, and really didn't get a lot of investment. So. You know, unfortunately, it took COVID to wake people up, but I think it has, and it's great to see investment in, in logistics. You know, we work with a lot of founders in what people might consider unsexy spaces or places that have been slower to adopt technology, right? And it sounds like you've been very successful selling technology into an industry like that. Any, you know, very tactical tips for our listeners as to how you made those sales successfully? Because you can sometimes sort of run into like a, you know, a stone wall because they just don't want to talk to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I lean a lot on, you know, having been in their seat and having run the operation. So I think, you know, for anyone who, who's done that, I think just the ability to relate and, and really commiserate with their pain points, I think is something that, you know, has carried me a long ways. But I would tell you in the supply chain space, I mean, a lot of my customers, you know, you know, the executives like to joke, you know, we move boxes for a living. So... <laughs> It's not that complex and we, you can make it really complex, but you know, the, the customers that I'm typically talking to or selling into, they're very pragmatic. And so just being very practical about, you know, don't use the buzzwords, just talk really practically, practically about how it works, you know, how you, how you, how you help them, how it solves their problems. You know, I think that's, that's what they want to hear. You know, they get, in, they get enough of the kind of the buzzwords and, and the sales pitches, you know, every day. Well, you're sometimes too helping people move things wrapped on pallets, right? And not just boxes. So, you know, it's a little, little more complicated. Correct. Yeah. So, so Josh, I think you moved here to Colorado in 2018, I believe. So I'd love to hear your perspective you know, over the last five, six years. How have you seen Colorado tech change and grow? Yeah, it's been really neat for me. I mean, I think I'm, I'm still very much kind of getting assimilated into the, the Colorado tech scene, even though I... I started, you know, the two companies in, in Colorado, you know, my team is fully remote, kind of fully distributed, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, the influx of talent, I think is, is pretty obvious. I think the one thing kind of one, one kind of notable trade I'll talk about there is really, it's not just the influx of talent, but it's, it's the fact that the people who are coming in have, are very open-minded. And so I think that has been really neat to just kind of collaborate, whether it be through startup events or founder events, and just kind of talk openly about advice or opportunities you're seeing in the, in the market or just comparing notes right on, on pain points that you have. So I think that's been really cool. And then I think just the investment, I mean, I, I think the investment in, in the tech community here has been pretty staggering. And, um, you know, seeing the talented people take the investment and do really cool things, like I mentioned with Outrider, two boxes and others. I tend to pay more attention in the logistics space, but um, like I said, I'm learning kind of more about the, the more local community too. Yeah, I think, Josh, I don't know if you just saw, but um, there's an article that was released that Denver, again, has the hottest housing market in the country. You know, So I think it just speaks to what we're seeing with talent and just the growth of the ecosystem overall from that perspective. So I, I continue to be equally excited about it. So let's jump to why we're here. So we'd love to hear what your biggest lesson is that you've learned in your career, how you learned it, you know, how you put it into practice today, and then any tips and tactics you have for our listeners as to how they could do it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've thought a lot about this. I mean, I think one lesson I keep coming back to is just, you know, having mentors and, and really surrounding yourself with mentors mm -hmm. in, in whatever you do. 
I think even before, you know, being a founder, even before moving to Colorado, as I look back, it's really the mentors who have helped me kind of be um, successful and whether, you know, that's whether it be pro- professional career or even just kind of personal, um, you know, personal goals. Yeah. And in terms of when I realized that, you know, when I started Summit, so Summit, again, kind of that supply chain consulting practice that, again, we were, we were, I started it under the guise of, hey, I run the business and I'm very practical about how I should consult with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And turned out I was very good at that, very good at working with customers, solving problems, but knew nothing about being a founder, knew nothing about running a startup or starting a business. Right. And so, I think um, at that point, I contacted a good friend and mentor of mine. Uh, his name's Ken Muggeridge, and just started talking about the vision of Summit. You know why I thought Summit would, would, would inevitably win, and he had just such good advice on how to structure things. You know, started talking about the importance of having a distribution network, you know, recruiting, all these things, right? That I, I had not thought about and really had no idea, you know, how, how, how to execute. So. And then really important too, just we saw eye to eye on how we could, you know, help kind of balance things personally with each other. So after several those years of trying to convince him, he, he joined me as a partner at Summit in 2020. And, you know, we grew from a team of, of two to a team of about 50 in less than, less than two years. So, you know, in terms of beginning that mentorship relationship, was it something that, you know, you intentionally went into seeking out right and you're like i'm gonna make this happen or is it something that happened organically over time and then even if it happened organically did you at any point say hey you know actually i am looking for mentors or you know would you be my mentor or did you formalize it in any way yeah so it didn't start an intentional in fact i met ken when he was consulting for me as a, when i was on the customer side so i think we just we learned you know about each other through that journey um but I think when I, again, when we moved to Colorado and I started started consulting on my own, you know, I, I that's when I picked up the phone and called them and said, hey, you know, I consider you a mentor. Yeah. Can you help me with some things? And, and so we didn't actually start off intending to do business together. It was more of that, hey, do you have, can I, I need help, right? Mm-hmm. Can you give me some advice? And I think it can go both ways. I know there's some really cool mentor, kind of mentor seeking programs out there. I think. A lot of times you are surrounded by mentors you just you just don't realize it and, and you may be acting interacting with people as kind of mentor mentee without formalizing it so to your point starting with people you know and just really making being more direct about hey you know are you i consider you a mentor could you you know could you help me with x y and z is, is one of the best ways to start did you get any were there any early signals that you got from the first interactions that made it clear to you that, oh, this is going to be a really good relationship. I am going to learn a lot. Or did it take you a while over time to figure out that it was going to be a really beneficial relationship? So, you know, for me, with the example with Ken, I think meeting in a professional setting and seeing, seeing you know, operate in a professional way and, and being aligned with, with how, you know, the decisions he was making, and just kind of how he operated. I think that was important. Yep. But even as the customer, I think, you know, it was clear, like, he cared about me personally. And I think that was a big, big component of it where, mm-hmm. you know, mentors have the ability to not just help you make better decisions, but kind of really know you, know, get to know your character. And ultimately, they're looking out for that, right? Because you're making decisions that are 
within your character or out of your character and trying to help you think through those decisions. Yeah, you know, I, I reflect back on my career and I definitely had a handful of, you know, both direct managers and other folks that were really influential. And I think I reflect back, I think you, I knew pretty quickly early on that they were interested in helping you as a person and not just, you know, this is the exact business thing you're doing. And I'm trying to think back to, you know, if there was any specific things that were said and done. But I think the thing I remember most is it never felt like they were rushed in the interactions or engagement. It was like they had all the time you needed for whatever it was at the moment. And I don't know if you had a similar experience as well, but that was, that's something just reflecting on back uh, on it for me, I felt was consistent. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that, you know, mentors tend to let you, they may guide you, but they tend to let you make the decision, you know, again, personally. And I, I think that's a, that's a big component of it. It can be tough though, right? I think a lot of times, you know, you want to make decisions quickly and you want to move quickly, and, or maybe you don't appreciate the advice and I've just found that, you know, whether it be Ken or others that, it, you know, you know, beyond Ken, I think that really leaning in and listening and, and, and kind of trying to, you know, digest that before making decisions has been really helpful. So for our listeners, any tips for them on how to find their Ken and then once they do, how to get the most out of that relationship? Yeah, I think probably the most practical advice is, Again, you may have kind of a mentor-mentee relationship without realizing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're having a tough day. Who do you pick up the phone and call if it's not, you know, your spouse or or you know, immediate family? And I think that's that's something that um, can be a cue. But and then in terms of you know formalizing it, I think yeah, there's there's a number of ways uh, to do that. I think the best way is just to kind of like I said, be direct and, and ask. Right? Hey, I like the advice you give. You know, I consider you a mentor. Okay. Just being that that frank and direct, mm -hmm. just saying, right? But you know, can I call you when, when things come up, whether it may be professional or personal questions, right? Um, and and I think the other part is it's not just. I think there's a misnomer about age and maybe mentors having to be older than you. Even if you have personal hobbies or you're curious and learning something new, I think you can you can seek out. You know, people just just for advice on those types of things, and, and you'll be you'd be shocked, and then you'd be shocked at who actually would be willing to talk with you and, and kind of mentor you. Um, you know, there's a great I think Tim Ferriss had a great book on the charm of mentors, and you know, whenever he seeks to learn something new, he reaches out to the best, almost the best in the world at what they do, and a lot of times they're they're willing to talk. So. Yeah, I, I think I think your your point is don't be afraid to ask, right, and and make the attempt. Right building a relationship right that's right with it yeah don't be afraid to ask and i think like i said i think people are are more than willing to share you know what they're learning kind of through their their personal journeys yep yeah and i think too i think you know at least in my experience or the ones i also respond the best to is um if people have a very specific ask that i feel like i can actually be helpful with or if it's at you know, sort of an inflection point, right? And I think, you know, a few of those are one, you know, anyone who's a, a student, whether grad or, or undergrad, right? I think students don't realize the amount of people that will respond to them in looking yeah. to help them. I think meaningful 
points when people are thinking about big career changes as well. And I think also, you know, you move to a new place, right? And, you know, maybe it's my bias having recently moved to Denver as well. But, you know, someone's like, hey, I just showed up here and I'd love to meet people, right? And I say yes at a really high rate because people did that for me when I got here, right? And I think, I think think about those specific things are maybe good tactics for people to use. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think along those lines, as you, especially as you advance your professional career, you know, it tends to be a lot about the business and, and business results and, and, and by having mentors, right. That again, care about you personally, you help kind of balance out, you know, your, your mind just in terms of how to, how to cope with things. And so I think that's, you know, just again, having, having the balance of both people professionally looking out for you and, personally for your character, who, you, who they know you to be, it's, it's just super important. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So Josh, you know, where can our listeners follow what you're up to? Yeah, so you can reach me, you know, email josh at easypost.com. I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn. So trying to be better about posting regularly, but uh, those, those are the two places that it's, you tend to find them. Cool. Well, awesome. Anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with in terms of, you know, tips or tactics on how to get the most out of a mentorship relationship? No, like I said, I think just just kind of reflect on who your mentors might be already and try to formalize it and thank them and just, just keep it going. Well, awesome. Well, Josh, we're really lucky to have you in the Colorado ecosystem here. And thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast. 